Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Are you ready for the news with a side of bell pepper? Seriously, what the f*** are you doing? It's time for Trend Lightly. No, God, please, no, no! With America's sweetheart. With America's sweetheart. The Queen of Glendale. Glendale. Who are you? The Irish American Tornado. Molly McAleer. Molly McAleer. Welcome back to Trend Lightly. I'm Molly McAleer, and I am joined today, as I am every week, by my co host, Tiffany Maddox. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm good. So forget about it. Tell me about your week with your husband. Oh, it's been a dream. It's truly been a dream. It's been a very, well, it's been both productive and unproductive in one of those sort of lovely ways where, you know, you just watch a load of stuff, like do all of the admin of, you know, shows you want to watch. I made an entire pan of focaccia, which we've been slowly eating over the week, which has been so good. <laughs> like, what flavors what did you go with? Well, I made my own garlic confit. So I just like roasted, I think like three bulbs of garlic and then have been spreading that garlic confit on the focaccia. And it's just a plain sort of like Ligurian, really salty focaccia. So it's like you pour this salt water on it before you bake it. And then you put flaky salt on the top and you use like, I mean, it was like half a bottle of olive oil, truly. That sounds delicious. It was so good. It was so good. I wanted to cry. I'm not a baker by any stretch. In fact, I I kind of, I don't fuck with baking. Yeah, um, it's hard. It's too hard. It's too hard. It's too hard. It's too precise. But the catch is actually quite easy, turns out. Yeah, I'm one of those very intuitive chefs, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I kind of have an idea of what I'm doing. I think my food actually tastes pretty good. I feel like I've gotten a lot of compliments over the years, but I am not a baker. I can't. I fuck it up every time. Yeah, it's too. I don't know. There's something I have this weird thing about people who who bake a lot. Like I often find that it can be spooky to me if somebody bakes a lot there's always like one person you know what I mean no tell me more because I (laughs) I'm I do I also and this is and I'll admit that a part of it is that I'm not good at it so a part of my bias about baking is that I'm just like well who would want to be good at that no but exact people people who are very exact kind of freak me out I think that's what it is I think it's like the meticulousness of it And I often find that people who bake, bake a lot and they bake really regularly. And I just have like, 
there are certain people who will like bring baked goods to like the first day of a new job or something. And I, and it always makes me automatically weirdly distrust them when I think it's supposed to do the opposite thing. Yeah. I, well, I also think, and this is fucked up and I'm, I'll take the pushback. I think it's like a little, I just know that the times in my life where I've been cooking like a lot, I have an eating disorder. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just know that it's like a go-to thing where it's like, I, you know, then I don't want to eat it because I've been cooking a lot. And so yeah. I'm always like, what are you doing? Making like a sheet of 200 macarons on a Sunday. What are you, <laughs> what's going on over at that house? Cause I know you're not eating them. And like, do they just go bad a lot of times? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Cause you have to make it in abundance, right? All of these recipes call for like they'll do like 12 portions or like you can't just make a brownie a blondie like you have to make it in so I suppose I think really truly I'm just jealous so apologies to any bakers out there I do it's always delicious whenever I get a baked good from a stranger but maybe yeah. it is my own jealousy but yeah so I did a focaccia really proud of myself I also started I'm, I want to learn how to make filters like augmented reality filter so I made a little sample one which you saw which was a trend lightly face tap filter I don't even know how you did. I was like, so I was so intimidated when you sent me that. <laughs> I'm going to make it better. I promise. But I love the idea of us having our own like TikTok face tap filter. Cause I want to see what Tony baby looks like above my eyebrow. Yeah. Did you, did you see post Malone got new teeth? Did he? Yeah. My handsome little boyfriend got new teeth. He's oh. so handsome. I'm so happy for him. What a sweet boy. Couldn't have happened to a better person, you know? <laughs> yeah. well, not shout just, out to him. Yeah, not just the new teeth. I mean, like his whole career. What yeah. a sweet boy. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm kind of amazed that you did that. What program were you doing that in? So I used Spark AR, which is Facebook's own software, which is free to download. And like anyone can do it, really. You just basically need to make a PNG. And then there are lots of online tutorials you can watch on YouTube. But I think it's because... I think it's because Facebook is trying to push really heavily on filters for Instagram. So they wanted to make their API and the, the tools available to lots and lots of creators so that everyone can make their own. But I, I would say it's a pretty decent, it's pretty decent. I don't know how I feel about having this Facebook owned piece I of software. I was just going to say, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Zuck is looking at your nudes. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. That's why. I mean, I feel like Zuck is looking at your nudes for sure. I'm, I'll say this, you know, in light of us, you know, entering the fetish industry, mm -hmm. I am so glad that there is not a nude photo of me that exists. I am so, I am so glad. Oh, wow. Not a single one. No, no. I think wow. maybe my high school boyfriend might have taken a semi nude of me, but I was underage. So he would go uh, to prison if yes, it got released, yeah. which I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I would love to send someone as a 38 year old woman. I would love to send someone to jail for being a pedophile about, about me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm glad that you had a good week. I have been like so sleepy. I think I'm growing. Oh, you must be, you must be getting taller. I think I am. I'm growing a few inches and it's very exciting for me. Really no Kim or Pete or Elon this week. I mean, there thank could God. be, we wanted it, but. <laughs> yeah, but thank God. I'm so, I'm so like, 
I don't know if we could have done that for another week because it was becoming like a job. And I don't know if I can cover that beat for the rest of my life. No, I know. And it's, it's tough because I mean, admittedly, the news cycle has cleaned itself up a bit since, you know, I mean, we are in war times now, so that sounds insane to say, but Mm -hmm. it has cleaned itself up a little bit. I've noticed that, I mean, you can't help but notice when you do a show like this, that sometimes there's just weeks where there's, I mean, there's not, there's a kind of a cult now it's like a dancing cult, but Mm. I, I don't know if I care. Like, I mean, we're not getting that good. We're not getting that good news stuff right now. So yeah, in some ways that's a good thing, but I don't know. We put together a selection for you guys today that I think you'll be happy with. Yeah. It's a charcuterie of news, if you will, a char newsery. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> oh my oh, God. Before we do the actual news, can I tell you a retro thing that I saw yesterday? Please. Have you ever seen the film? I know who killed me. With Lindsay Lohan? I think when it came out. It's a fucking disaster piece. It was so fun. It was the first time I've ever seen it. The cameo that blew my mind was fucking Lonely Girl 15, isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah. She plays one of Lindsay's friends. Lindsay's kind of, I can't figure out what age she's supposed to be. So it's either one of her high school or her college friends I'm it's very they they just don't bother to really (laughs) go into too much detail about time and place but yeah she and she has a speaking role too she's not just like a background artist is was I know you I know who wait I know you killed me or I know who killed me is that about a stripper that gets murdered kind of (laughs) there's a very long section where Lindsay is that well she's dancing on the pole but there's a bit where she's dancing in a ball gown and I'm like what club is this that someone's paying for this right (laughs) it just doesn't seem like value for money if you ask me but there is some uh stripping in it yes what do you think about fetish content on twitch (gasps) what do you mean what are they doing on twitch nothing I'm saying that what is is there a world in which I have a Twitch stream where it's just my feet. Oh, that's, oh yeah. Yeah. Is there a world? Because I'm thinking there might be a world like where I have, cause that's, that can't be against the rules. No, but, but they are more like mod heavy over there, aren't they? Because it's like, they're trying to sort of clean up their act. And I know that they come down really heavily on people, even playing like copyrighted sounds in streams and stuff like that. So I'm sure that they're unlike the lawlessness of TikTok at the moment, that it could be probably, it probably violates something, but it's just feet, man. Like, yeah, if it's just feet, then I feel like I could, I don't know. You could, I feel like, I don't know why I'm, I'm, here's the thing. I don't want to do the messaging. That's the, that's my fear about it. Why I'm what's, that's, what's holding me back from my fetish uh, lifestyle is that I don't, I don't want to message these men. I like, I'll start to be mean and impatient or just ignore them. And that's, I don't know, in a way that's not going to line up with my character. I could do it for you. I would really like to, you know, how much I love making scammers and perverts talk to each other. That's true. That's true. I mean, you know, you don't want to, that's a, that's a huge emotional labor. You are getting 10% of my foot career though. So <laughs> if we make it 15, I'll reply to the messages. I just want to retire. You know, I want to retire <laughs> on my feet. 
Okay. Can we, I've not, I don't know that we've ever talked about this. I think that my previous host and I have discussed this a little bit before, but I woke up this morning and happy birthday. Emily was trending, which always is. It's exactly what you think every time. It's like some parent being like, my child is dealing with X, Y, Z. And it would mean a lot to them if everyone from around the world could wish them happy birthday. So the tweet said, hi, everyone. I don't ask for much, but could you please wish my daughter, Emily, a happy 22nd birthday? Please. She would be so happy. She has Asperger's and hasn't any real life friends. It saddens me to say thanks very much. Thanks very much, much. Emily's mom, XX, hashtag Twitter. And there's like, you know, now it's trending because all these people are saying happy birthday to Emily, which is nice. It's nice because like, you know, the, all the non cynics in the world are participating. And I definitely have participated in things like that, where I've said happy birthday to some five-year-old with no friends or whatever, Uh (laughs) but like, what is up with these? I mean, it's never for the actual recipient, right? No, no way. I, I also think that like with all of these things that tend to trend, there's always like a, not to be like, you know, too Jamila Jamil about it, but like, there's always like a, like a dark undertone, you know, it's like my dad threw a birthday party and no one came. Can everybody wish him a happy birthday? And I'm like, isn't this kind of fucked up of the way we treat all people in society or like my, you know, my daughter has Asperger's and doesn't have any friends. It's like, this is how we treat people who are new right version. Like I don't, I always find it like heartwarming on the surface, but like it evaporates quite quickly. Cause I'm like, this is actually really sad. It is really it's, it's sad. sad. Like it makes and me like, feel sad. You know, I hate to say it, but I feel like a 22 year old doesn't care if some like random man in Las Vegas is sending her like a, a gif of a cat. Right. And also they don't want a random man in Las Vegas. They want Ryan Reynolds to see it. Yes. Cause do you remember that one kid? I think his name was Keenan who like mm-hmm. got bullied. Cause he had in like, the kids shoved ham down his pants. Mm-hmm. And then he mm-hmm. like, you know, all these like celebrities invited him to red carpet events. And then it turned out his mom like had pictures with the Confederate flag. Like, but like Chris Evans was like, I'm going to bring you to the premiere of such and such. Oh, yeah. And it's like, and then what? Never speak to him again. Like, that's not going to make people not bully him. It doesn't matter if this ham boy is going to the Super Bowl now, like he's going to go back yeah. to school. And if anything, they're going to be like, your mom told the whole internet you're a loser. I mean, I just remember, yeah. I just remember what school was like. They'll find a way to twist anything. If you're on the shit list, they'll find a way to twist anything. Oh, 100%. It doesn't matter if Chris Evans was your BFF for the day. No, it doesn't matter. So, but happy birthday, Emily. You know? I know, with all that preamble, but like, truly happy birthday. And, you know, not to be too cynical, but I've been on the internet a long time and so have you. And, you know. Happy birthday birthdays. to Emily's mom. <laughs> happy birthday to Emily's mom from Lizzo and the gang. So (laughs) Bella Hadid came out in Vogue article this week and admitted that's the word that a lot of people are using that she had a nose job when she was 14, which is very young. Yeah. Considering that she wasn't even allowed to have designer clothes until she was, (laughs) she didn't even get a Louis Vuitton bag until she graduated high school. I mean, this is a girl who worked, right? I know, but you know, first of all, she definitely has had more than one nose job. Sorry. Oh, but, yeah. But this was like, you know, sort of her 
I guess, admission that, I mean, I don't know. She didn't really have a choice kind of like this was gonna, it's like Kylie, right. Where Mm -hmm. she's like, okay, I'll say it. I got my lips done. And it's like, and everything else, like, and everything else, you know? Mm -hmm. So she admits to getting this nose job at 14, which like, I don't, I mean, I even think 16 is young and I know some people like to get it over and done with, but before they like go to college and 16 is like technically the age that they'll first approve you. Right. And your, your features are still shifting around your face for such a long time. Like it's just like a, it's a soup, you know, from the neck up for quite some time, you know, who knows what you're going to look like from 14 to 21, but yeah. I mean, I'm 38 and my nose is still, my whole face is still changing. Yeah. Hundo pay. Like I look younger in some ways than I did years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just the conservative amount of Zeniman in my forehead. It's the, the 28 units of Zeniman, which by the way, I want to ask you, you said on, you did a Botox tour on our trend lately, TikTok. I want to ask you about the mouth corners. Oh yeah. The Dow's. Yeah. Tell me, cause I'm going, I'm going back in to do more laser. I think like the first week of April, which means that I could potentially, I have some units left. I could potentially put some in my mouth corners. <laughs> I got a few in the bank. I really like it. I, it wasn't something that I'd like, well, I had actively considered it, but I didn't really know it was a thing. And honestly, the reason why I did it is because when I had my chin filler, I had to have Botox in the chin to essentially stop the chin from wiggling around so much and prolong the life of the filler. Okay. Because I'm quite animated when I talk, like my face is quite animated. And the doctor, when he was doing it, he said, well, we could do the corners of your mouth as well. And I was like, oh, okay, if you want. (laughs) He was like, yeah, we'll do it as part of your regular Botox. He said, you've got a slightly downturned mouth. He's like, it's not bad, but it could kind of, you know, it'll help kind of perk your face up. And I was like, all right. So I did it. It is quite, it is quite a risky bit of Botox, that one, only because those bits of your face are involved with the smiling and emoting. And I think more than, I mean, it's risks everywhere, right? You can get a droopy eye if, if you had bad, fo- you know, forehead Botox or whatever. But the mouth corners are, um, I think, even tricky amongst doctors. But it was totally fine for me. The only thing was when, if, when you have it, they might the size of the mouth might kick in at slightly different times. So you might end up feeling a little bit wonky for like a day or so if one side kicks in before the other, but it's very, just a little bit. It's, it's, it's like, it gives like root canal for like a day and it doesn't happen to everyone, but it happens to some people. Um, I think I even, I think I might've even texted you about it and I was like, Oh no. And then it settled down and then it was like, Oh no, it's not bad Botox. But yeah, it's, it is really good. It is really good. I think it wears off quicker than other areas because obviously you use your mouth for speaking, chewing, like other such things. So it, it's just a more active area of the face. But because it's such a small area, it's usually just tacked on to when you're getting something else done. So I'd say do it. Tiffany, when I got my first root canal, it was a couple of years, it was my only root canal so far. But I, when, when I got my first root canal, my best friend Christina came and picked me up. Because she didn't, I don't know. She's like, didn't want me to get taken advantage of in an Uber or something. Blue. <laughs> Sorry, my cat is eating a CVS receipt. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and I 
like we had to go pick up my like, you know, they give you like four Vicodin here to re- rebound. And we had to go pick it up from Walgreens. And I kept seeing glimpses of my my lopsided face in the, in the camera, mm-hmm. the security camera. And I was laughing so hard <laughs> that my friend was like, Molly, just like, should, do you need to wait in the car? Like, I'm afraid they're not going to give us your medication if you don't. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It is objectively very funny. Like, it's, it's so, so funny. funny. It's br- it's like the best. It's the best. It, so, yeah, the idea of you saying that, though, is terrifying because I just know <laughs> I was like such a freak show. <laughs> And the only thing that helped was that I was high out of my mind. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would need to, uh, I, I don't think I, I am going to, I'm not going to maybe investigate the mouth corner so much, but with the news of Bella Hadid coming out about her nose job, I thought it would be an excellent chance to bring up this TikTok I saw this week that just blew my mind. Um, it's from funny bunny lover 100. If you ever feel stupid or sad, just remember that there was a girl on my due date group who literally thought that her baby would have the nose she got from her nose job. Like she truly believed that that nose changed her DNA and so that her baby would have that nose. This makes me feel better about myself. So the post that she she has behind her says, posting anonymously because I'm embarrassed to ask, this has caused a lot of debate and hoping you ladies can shed some clarity on this issue. My husband is sure he is right and becoming very frustrated and mean to me over this over this disagreement. So backstory, I had a rhinoplasty done before I got pregnant. I made a comment recently that I wonder whose nose the baby would get. And I said, hopefully mine. My husband has a big nose and mine is literally perfect. Well, he is saying that either way, our baby will have an ugly nose since I had a since I had a beak prior to my rhinoplasty, but that doesn't make any sense to me. My nose now is cute. The baby should get my present nose, right? Not my past nose, even though I haven't had that nose for years or while being pregnant. My husband keeps saying that, no, it's what you were born with and compares it to breast implants, but it's something added. It's not something added to my body. This is now part of my DNA. So (laughs) What do you think about that? I mean, God bless her. <laughs> I feel so bad. That is objectively quite silly. It is quite silly, but I, yeah, I remember having this thought, like when I was, I don't know, 20 or something, not that that my, my kid's face would change if I got a nose job, but just like how crazy that must be to be a kid born with all of the features your parents tried to erase. Mm. Like, what do you, what do you say to them? <laughs> it reminds me of the, there's a bit in Adam's Family Values where they're telling a horror, like Wednesday's telling a horror story to a bunch of like waspy girls. And she's like, when the campers woke up in the morning, all of their old noses had grown back. <laughs> like It was like the worst tragedy of all time. I don't know. I mean, I have the world's tiniest nose, so I don't know if I've got much skin in this game, but what do you, what do you do? I mean, from what I, from what I know, I look a lot like my mother and I don't look like my absent father, but whenever something bad 
happens to me. Like the fact that I'm incredibly blind, my mom will say, that's your father. That is, that's not me. Like all of the bad qualities are from him. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's interesting because people always tell my mom and I that we're twins and we're both sort of like, we don't see it. Mm. And I know what it is. It's our cheeks and our forehead. That's really what it is. But like, I have a different skin tone than her. I have different, like I have my father's mouth and nose and his hair. I have my grandpa's eyes, (laughs) which is kind of funny to say that I have the eyes of a man I've only known as old. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But it's true. I have my grandpa's eyes. And so, yeah, I just, uh, I it's, it is very strange. It is very strange to me that I, the idea of like, I don't know, that would fuck with me. I think if like every, every like prominent feature I had was something that a family member had like washed out of their face. Yes. Yeah, totally. But I think, I, I don't know, mm, w- would it be better to know that that's what your mother had done or, and feel like you're an anomaly or no. not? No. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I'll wait. Like if your mom didn't tell you. Yeah. So you grow up and you're just like, why do I look so different to you guys? No, I think that's why so many people are convinced they're adopted. Mm. I mean, and that, listen, that is like, that's something that was kind of a trend on TikTok for a while. I think maybe around the holidays or a little bit before I was seeing a lot of people being like, so I found out that I'm not my parents' biological child and that I was probably stolen from another neighbor's yard when I was a child. Like <laughs> that was like kind of a thing that was going around. I would probably think I was adopted. Yes. Yeah. Very true. But I have sort of like a fantastical way of like coping with things. You know what I mean? So I don't, I mean, I don't know. That's the, that's the kind of thing that just ultimately makes me feel stupid. But in, this like kind of led me to this other from this wonderful website called the daily mail. There was a story this week influencer 22 who was left scarred and temporarily blind after tattooing freckles on her face, shocks followers by going under the needle again to have her lips inked with permanent makeup. (sighs) So what do we think about the freckle trend? With all trends that are transient, like it does give me, it, it makes me concerned much like a BBL or like, like, I mean, a freckle is not as extreme as having a BBL, but making that seriously permanent changes to your face and body to follow a trend is terrifying to me. Yeah. Especially the face. Yeah. And I, I say that as someone's had their eyebrows microbladed, but the microblading fades, like it fades. If you have it done well, you, you have to have it topped up every you know few years or whatever. And I think I don't know. You're just in, you're just enhancing a brow as opposed to like getting, if I had the microbladed to look like they were soap brows and then suddenly thin brows are back, then I'd be a bit fucked, but they just look like decent eyebrows. But I don't know, man, you can get little like dotter freckle pens that are really, really sweet. And then you can wash them off at the end of the day. Just yeah. I mean, as someone who grew, it's hard to watch things that you were like kind of bullied for bullied for or mm. insecure about come back into fashion. Like I did an IPL facial that basically blasted off like a good portion of my freckles years ago, but I didn't mm. ever feel like self-conscious about my freckles. I just wanted clearer skin and I don't feel like I 
you know, fumbled the bag on that one so much. What I think is extra concerning though, is that this, it seems like it was a quarantine project or something where she got a freckle kit that she used. Like she basically bought a sewing needle and ink online. God. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm very worried about all of this. Me too. Well, there was a huge rise in those at home, like stick and poke kits on um, Amazon and shit like that. And on eBay, like kids buying them and basically doing their own stick and poke tattoos. And there was a girl who I remember on TikTok was like, um, doing a stick and poke tattoo every day for three, you know, whatever. And she was doing a different one on her thighs every day and like learning how to do the tattoos as she was doing them. Uh huh. And I would say that she was not a naturally gifted artist, okay. like a kind way of putting it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Like this girl was like 17 with like a poo emoji on her thigh. Terrifying. And like, we all had little quarantine projects, but fuck me, like sticking a sewing needle into your face that you bought from the internet. I, I can't, it's, it's terrifying. I can't say the P word because I'm an adult, but the shit emoji, literally. (laughs) (laughs) I am so like horrified that that exists. I'm so horrified by how many people are drawn to it. Mm -hmm. Like you want a smiling piece of feces on your leg. Like that's like typically when people are drawn to stuff like that, that's like an early indicator of. I don't know, psychopathy or something. And it's always just seems so strange to me that that's such like a, like, I don't want to walk through a mall and see like a shit emoji on a t-shirt, like at a kid, that's always a kiosk with like bad phone cases that have like shit emojis on them. And it's like, why, why does anyone need that? Like, maybe if you were like five years old, but if that was my five-year-old, I'd be like, okay, clean it up. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> am I just but am I a buzzkill? <laughs> no, no. I also hate it. I don't know why I call it the poo emoji. It is a shit emoji. No, I mean, listen, I think then that's what you're probably supposed to call it. I'm just like, I'm also like, I'm being raised Irish Catholic. I have a difficult time with like body conversations. Mm-hmm. Like someone the other day said to me that they were gassy, and I was like, ew shut up. I was like, don't say that out loud. And then I was like, why are you like that, Molly? Like, is that because you were raised by elderly people that you just are like very like, you know, protective of your body? Like I would rather like, I don't know if anything, like, and if anything in that region were to ever happen to me in my life, I would want, I would want, I would want no one involved. I wouldn't go to the hospital. I'd stay by myself and deal with this. Wait, so, I mean, I'm being like super, I'm not, I'm trying not to be judgmental. Like it's whatever, if you have a body, then you're more than welcome to do whatever you want to it. But it does make me concerned that these are like long-term changes, right? Like this isn't like a, this isn't a funky thing, but it made me think about stuff that I would have done as a teenager. And I did pierce bits of my own body. Nips. No, not no. I think I was too much of a pussy for that. But I did, I did my own nose, and I did do extra holes in my ears. That's fine. That's fine, right? Like that's fine. That's very seventies of you. I feel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I and I say seventies because 
you know, I remember maybe in like, you know, maybe being two or two years old and like some of my mom's like guy friends in town, because my mom, you know, is sort of a naturally gifted artist and has a good eye and shit like that. I remember like her male party friends from probably before me existing coming over and my mom, like putting an ice cube on their ear and like Mm -hmm. using a a coke. Yes. And using a needle to like, get, you know, get a little piercing going for them. And that's the kind of texture I really love about my own childhood as memories of like going to like random people's houses because like they wanted my mom of all people to cut their hair before their wedding. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing I look back on. I'm like, wow, I really did live an interesting textured little childhood. No, I think that's fine. I'm just, um, I always was afraid my mom would like kick my ass if I did something like that. Yeah. I think I definitely, I hid the piercing in the ears for my mom and the nose was because I had to re-pierce it from when I got it pierced and let it close up. I had a nose piercing and I have a belly button piercing too. Ah, do you still have it? No. I mean like the the hole from a belly button piercing never goes away. Oh, interesting. But in my nose, no, I mean, I, I think it's, it's lessened than it has at certain points in my life. Like, especially times when I wasn't like really religious about my skincare. Like, I think that like, you could kind of spot it. Like I'd had a couple of people say to me, like, did you use a nose piercing mm-hmm. type of thing? But I don't think you can really see it so much anymore, but yeah, I would go to like, I mean, I would ask permission like a pussy. And then I would, I would like go to Harvard square and I would get, if anyone from Massachusetts knows that tattooing place across the hall from Newberry comics in the garage, that's where I would go get my piercings done. But yeah, I, I am also, cause I never was allowed to touch my eyebrows during the like, you know, thin eyebrow phase, but there are a lot of women in our age group who feel incredibly passionately about this younger Mm -hmm. generation, not getting into the thin thin eyebrows trend. Mm -hmm. What do you feel about that? I was a, I was a casualty of that time. And I, I really wish to not go back there truly. Although I do see it sometimes looking really good on people and it's like, great. And this was one of the things, I mean, I don't know if you can call it a trend prediction because I think it was already happening. (laughs) when we did our 2022 predictions but I was like thin eyebrows and chunky bangs are coming back but yeah I it looks really good on some people for me personally I'm just never ever gonna take I'm I'm never ever myself gonna take a piece of thread or a pair of tweezers to my own face ever again I can't be trusted what I mean but what happened because I again I just didn't you know I've always whenever I go get my eyebrows waxed I'm just like clean them up you know what why did so many people's eyebrows not grow back? I think it was just like the sheer amount of like continuous overplucking. Like, I think it wasn't just like Drew Barrymore had sick, cool, thin eyebrows. And so like, I'll do it the one time. From what I remember, it was like such a part of the getting ready routine was to not only tweeze the strays, but like to really fucking tweeze, like pull at them until they were basically invisible and I think it's just like the continuous stress of the follicle like maybe it's just that and so they just never really grew back properly yeah I think well if anything good came out of the dip brow era of like 2016 mm. I think it is that like a 
a medium eyebrow will never go out of style again because we've already seen like the biggest and the worst. Yes. Yeah. We've seen the biggest and we've seen the thinnest and like, just if you stay somewhere in the middle, you'll be fine. Yeah. Well guys, let us know where you are with your eyebrows and (laughs) if your baby was born with your nose job. Okay. So this is, this was just going viral on Twitter. This story. Did you see this? The chicken farmer. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I I can't wrap my head around it. So there was an Indiana egg farmer who was found... I guess, I don't know. He was like stuck in a, I'll just read some of the articles. So a farm owner from Sherryville, Indiana was transported to the hospital in critical condition late last night with an extremely agitated hen, more than half buried in his rectum around 1130 last night, Shelby County paramedics were called to see the night part is what gets me. Mm -hmm. What are you doing at night? A chicken sleep at night. Yep. Uh, upon arriving to the site, they found 57-year-old Christopher Adams inebriated, inebriated, bloodied, and naked on a hen house floor with a loudly clucking five-pound chicken sticking out of his rectum. The paramedics briefly tried to remove the agitated bird from its uncomfortable position, but to no avail, and decided to transport Mr. Adams and the bird to the MHP Major Hospital. According to Dr. Thomas, who extracted the bird from an extremely delicate seven hour surgical intervention, both the man and the animal would have died if they waited longer. The bird was dying of suffocation when it got here. It had already badly lacerated the patient's bowels in a desperate attempt to get out while still gashing at it like crazy. 
The hen was finally extracted around 7.30 this morning, suffering only minor, minor physical injuries from the ordeal, while Mr. Adams necessitated seven blood transfusions and more than 780 stitches. Dr. Thomas says it's a miracle that both the farmer and his animal are still alive and questioned what caused the bird to get stuck there. I don't really know how the bird got in there. Both the getting out was so complicated and damaging. And I can't imagine that getting it in could have been fun either. Dr. Thomas, who extracted the hen from Mr. Adams' rectal cavity, says it's a miracle that both the man and the animal survived. Mr. Adams hasn't regained consciousness yet to explain his version, but the Shelby County Sheriff's Department and Animal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty have both launched an investigation on the incident. Uh, The ASPCA has taken the hen into custody for the duration of its investigation and will treat for any possible symptom of post-traumatic syndrome. (laughs) I mean, I've got a few thoughts. I mean, one, definitely not real, right? But let's proceed as if it is. Two. You think this isn't real? Yes. (laughs) What about this doesn't seem like it's real? I I 100% believe this. I want to know who, if he was unconscious at the time, who it was that found and alerted the authorities to this going on um, and which state he was found in. Um, Indiana. <laughs> oh, you mean what state like? Yeah. Was he lying face down on the floor of like a large hen house with his bum in the air and the chicken sticking out of it? The other thing is the thing that's confusing me is. Okay. Yeah. So fine. They, upon arriving on the site, they found 57-year-old Christopher Adams inebriated. Fine. Bloodied and naked on his henhouse floor. Fine. Okay, great. With a loudly clucking five-pound chicken sticking out of his rectum. For the chicken to be clucking, then I'm, at first I imagined it going in head first, right? Yeah, he's a big boy, though. So this is the thing. Like, the chicken might have had some room to scream. Okay. Because I'm thinking about it the other way now. And that's funnier to me because it's in feet going in feet first. Yeah. Okay. well, that's funny that you question this because I absolutely did not. You think this is fake? (laughs) Yeah. Why do you why do you think that? I'm so convinced this is the realest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Because the picture is hilarious because they've blurred this man's face out, but they've put a picture. I'm surely this is violating a HIPAA this is a HIPAA violation actually that's a really good point (laughs) (laughs) the other thing is the fact that the animal's being treated for PTSD well uh, ASPCA would absolutely do that okay (laughs) I also don't think it would survive and I'm gonna do a reverse image search of the picture to see if it's appeared anywhere else this man, there's no way that this is okay. So I saw another one on Daily Mail this week of a woman who had like a glass tumbler lodged in her uterus or something. Mm-hmm. Totally believe that. And it was like an older woman. And like she went to the hospital saying that she was in pain. And then like they x rayed her and they were like, Ma'am, do you want to tell us anything about the glass tumbler we're seeing on this x-ray here? And she's like, yeah, I was using it as a sex toy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think a tumbler traditionally is a word used for a very large glass. Yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, listen, God bless. I mean, this this thing with the chicken. I mean, I think this I don't know. I think this chicken story is real. 
I do. I want to see it on the Daily Mail though. Like that's when I'll know it's the Daily Mail or the Sun or something equally tabloidy. The thing that threw me off is that it hadn't been on the Daily Mail nor the Sun. And this would usually be bait for them. So why aren't they posting it? Why is it on the New Jersey Chronicle or whatever? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, this guy that tweeted it, his his bio is kind of a mess. Proud Democrat, patriot, writer, filmmaker slash producer, nonprofit founder, supporting women filmmakers, drummer, biker, candy man. <laughs> so I will say that it does seem to me that this is the bio of someone who would not be posting fake news. No, no, they seem very reliable. That's true. And so I'm just a little... I mean, I'm devastated that you think this is fake, honestly, because I w- I'm 100% convinced. <laughs> and the glass tumbler thing, I just started thinking, like, maybe people need to have, like, more access to sex toys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it is just maybe it's the, the taboo of the object of it all. Right. There could be that. Mm-hmm. There could be that. But, I mean it's far from the first time we've heard of like, you know, inappropriate behavior with livestock. Very true. Especially out there in the wilds of Indiana. Yeah. Like, you know, there's not, you can get out there. You're in some, you're in corn country, baby. Like you might not have a neighbor for miles around, which is probably why, I mean, he brought his cell phone out there and called the cops on himself. (laughs) I want to hear the 911 call. These are the things I'd like to verify. Oh, that's actually a good call. call. Yeah. Because Indiana, like, that's all public. So I probably could have. Yeah, I probably should have. And if I had even doubted this story for a second, I probably would have looked up the records. If it is true, I want to. I just want more. I want more information. And I just need more. I wish that I had looked it up. I can't believe that you're you're pushing back on this. I mean, like, I'm I'm glad I want to believe it. I really do want to believe it. No, you're right. I mean, like, let me just look up like Shelbyville chicken and rectum. <laughs> this I cannot be making. I mean, this has to be real. Um, I mean, listen. Well, he has all that. He has all those eggs. That's what I'm thinking. Is like, of all of the things at his disposal, the the full chicken is what he goes for. So there's like, there's, I mean, Reddit obviously isn't, oh no, this, so this post has been removed by moderators of not the onion. So I don't know, like this is so it, not the onion didn't think this was oniony. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the problem with this is that there's definitely, there's no one reputable really reporting on this (laughs) Atlanta (laughs) news media. I mean, I could ask our supervising producer, Nicole Matthew, if there's such a thing as as this I don't know I totally believed this I was like are you getting anything on the reverse image search no no I haven't I think maybe because the face is blurred but when I when it came up it um, came up as an image for cesarean section and I was like no that's a man yeah it is a man it is a man I'm well you know I mean guys I guess I guess the moral of the story is that there's still fake news out there but yeah no it's uh the chicken thing it's interesting I, I, I do feel like this is a guy that probably, I mean, I think it's more than just the chicken though. And the tumbler, the tumbler, especially mm-hmm. you're telling the me someone's right getting, right. getting off on putting a glass cup in there. I mean, no, actually that sounds exactly like some, something someone would get off on. Are you kidding? Oh, the other part too. No, no, no. Tiffany, the best part of it 
was that she what she didn't stick it in her like vag. She was sticking it in her pee hole. No. Yeah, she was sounding with a glass tumbler. Yes, I know. I don't even I actually don't even think that there's a way in. Wow. On a woman? No way. I don't even know where I don't even know where my urethra is. I don't know where it is. And I'm not looking in the mirror. So don't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I've just I've just got a hit on the reverse image search stuff. Okay. It saying that this image was first posted on but they're all like bizarre sort of websites that I don't really want to click because they've got sort of strange like .ar.az but anyway the first appearance of that image was in 2014 October 17th 2014 on some like news detail picture I think it's like a generic and I've got a picture of some of it unblurred and it's actually a woman oh yeah well, that's why. Yeah, sorry. I got the cesarean section. I feel bad. I feel like I've ruined Christmas. No, you didn't. I mean, if any of you guys know him, reach out. <laughs> if anyone can confirm, get him on the pod. If he gets a cameo, we'll buy one. That's what we do. So there's a new pickpocketing scheme, according mm-hmm. to. I don't know. This might be fake too. Uh, but there's a, a clip right here I found on TikTok of this Venmo pickpocketing scheme. A Florida woman wants to warn people about this new kind of pickpocket. A child stole thousands of dollars through her Venmo. The woman was walking her dog and what looked like a 12-year-old boy approached her. He asked if he could use her phone because he was lost. He used it for about three minutes and then handed it back. She thought nothing of it until she got a bank alert. The boy had sent himself nearly $4,000 in two Venmo transactions. She contacted Venmo and learned that he had set up the account 30 minutes before they met. So what do you think about that? I mean, it was a matter of time, wasn't it? Before shit like that started happening no it's brilliant it's brilliant god these kids are so smart yeah they are smart it's also like what did he set the vent he's oh he set up his venmo account 30 minutes before they met Mm -hmm. is that what she's saying i mean this is it's no 420 og bobby johnson 69 (laughs) that's for sure but i oh but would they, I don't know, because I don't have Venmo, because we don't have Venmo in this country. We've only got Cash App, which I know, like, repulses you. But, like, do you have to, is that, like, a waiting period with Venmo? Like, do no. you need to, like, okay, so you don't have to, like, verify. What they'll do is that they will, like, before you send someone money, if you're, especially if they're a stranger, they'll ask you to, like, verify the last four digits of their phone number. But if you, if it's you sending money to yourself you obviously know the last four digits of your phone number and sometimes you can even bypass that and say like oh I don't need to know I'm just I this is the right person send it anyway oh shit I wonder if he was able to cash out or if they you know I mean how do you stop that shit from happening not lend your phone to people yeah I can I couldn't allow anybody to touch my phone or you could have one of those like Chris Watts things where he hit all of his significant others, his significant others, his mistress's secret pictures, mm-hmm. you know, like he, you could have probably an app that you hid them in within your, within your phone, which might be smart, but it, especially if you have like a phone that you're going to like give to someone to use even briefly, mm. but like, you don't want to tell some 12 year old kid who's saying like, hi, I need help. I'm lost. You don't want to be like, okay, give me your, give me the number. Yeah, no, Hundo P. Also, the brass neck on him for stealing 4K. It's a lot of money. 
I know. I would have, I was like, what do you need $4,000 for? In fact, it's so much money for a kid that you wonder if he was like put up to it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Cause I'm like, I can imagine a kid naughtily sending themselves like 50 or a hundred dollars or something, but like two transactions up to 4,000 is wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a limit on how much you're allowed to spend, like to transfer on Venmo at a time mm-hmm. or even within a week. And so 4,000 could honestly be the daily limit. Wow. But the idea of anyone moving, by the way, if you're moving $50,000 through Venmo a week, get help or at least an accountant. (laughs) Yeah. Get something else. Like there's no need for that. There's no need. But yeah, I thought this was like, just like a fascinating little turn because I don't know. I mean, do they do this on cash app? I like actually had a thing the other night where I was gambling (laughs) (laughs) and I transferred money to the person that was putting in my bets for me. And I did it private. And I said, I want to be clear with you. If I win, you have to send me back my money private. Like Mm -hmm. I do not, I don't do a public Venmo transaction. Maybe there's been a couple ones where I've lacked discretion in the past, but I don't want anyone to see because there's so much stalking that goes on on Venmo. Yeah. You sent me that TikTok. Was it a TikTok about the person who was looking at couples who Venmo each other for like the pettiest shit? Yeah. They actually did a great story about this on reply all like probably four or five years back where people who were, when Venmo was like, you know, maybe a couple of years old, there was a story where someone had noticed that this couple, these two women had been like sending each other you know, a hundred bucks here, two fifty there for items such as like half of couch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And basically like their breakup story unfolded on Venmo because all of these people were seeing them split their possessions or pay each other back for like the other half of something. Oh, wow. And they did a interview, but like it's uh, the TikTok. I think I posted it to our Instagram, a big thing you'll see, and it makes me so uncomfortable. And this is, I guess, where I want to know, like why people might do this. You see this a lot with couples where like they'll be fully married couples and they'll be they'll be Venmoing each other for like, you know, coffees and stuff. And like the idea of being like nickeled and dimed by a spouse is like absolutely not. Yeah, I'm very much in the same camp with that kind of stuff. It makes me so uncomfortable. (laughs) But especially public, like, what's the point of having public Venmo transactions? Like, I I don't understand, like, especially when someone I don't really know, because maybe they have my phone number or maybe whatever, they add me as a friend on Venmo. Baby, I'm not here to make friends. (laughs) Like, what do you feel like you think we're going to be friends on here? Why? So that I can watch what you spend money on? Like, I would... I, it makes me uncomfortable that I can even see that. So I always deal with like a private transaction, but I wonder what kind of like little diary it is representing to some people. And like, I remember yeah. one time I had a, uh, I think I had a task rabbit and I wanted to give him a tip and he said, Oh, you can Venmo me. And I was like, cool. Okay. And so I Venmoed him like 50 bucks or something. And then after I'd sent it, a list of his transactions came up. And like the next one was from like his friend. It looked like just like two dudes, you know what I mean? And it was for 25 bucks. And the description of what it was for was pussy. No. 
And like, I know that that's obviously it wasn't for, you know, I mean, maybe it was for pussy, who knows, (laughs) but it was like, oh, see, like, that's why you have to do private. Cause like, if you're going to make jokes like that, Mm -hmm. you have to, you can't, you can't tell someone who's sending you a tip professionally. Oh yeah. Like my friend tech, you know, Venmo me for pussy the other day. Why don't you join the party? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. That's, oh, that's horrible. I think I would honestly rather somebody see my nudes than see my financial transactions. Because I remember once I got a call from the bank and they said that my spending pattern was similar to that of a scammer. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's happened. That's so embarrassing. By the way, I've had that happen oh. to me too. It's so embarrassing. So embarrassing. So the other day, I sent Tiffany a screenshot because I think Magic Castle liked my. Oh no, was it Carousel or Magic Castle? One of them liked my tweet saying that I think there's like a. I think there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked because I was like, this seems like an admittance mm-hmm. that they're liking this tweet from way back about how, if you guys haven't heard this, there was like multiple reviews I was finding where people were like, oh, I stopped into Carousel on the way, which is for anyone who doesn't know, Kim Kardashian's father's favorite Armenian restaurant. And it's delicious. And I've been there many times. And it said like there was multiple reviews that said, I was on my way, I was on my way, or I was coming through LA to go to the magic castle. And I stopped into the nearby carousel. And for me, I'm just like, you have to be coming from like Riverside or something. If you, if that's where, like, if the magic castle, if carousel and Glendale is on your way to the magic castle, which is like a good LA five miles away. Mm -hmm it's just, it's, it's not probable. It's not probable that you would see more than one person. And they liked my tweet. And I was like, what are they in on this together? What is your update? Did you find more on TripAdvisor? I did. I want, I was curious because all of this activity of the mentioning of the magic castle in the reviews was all over on Yelp. And I was like, does this happen anywhere else? Is there a pattern here? Can we go back? Can we go deeper into the matrix? And it turns out that there was a review on the 20th of February, 2017, which is, it has it in the first line, visiting the Glendale area for a trip to the Magic Castle. No, I mean, this is insane. Like you guys, if anyone lives in LA, there's no, you're not visiting the Glendale area for a trip to the Magic Castle. Also like you can't even really get into the Magic Castle unless you know the right people. Like it's not some place that you could just like, go on vacation, you know, like you can't mm-hmm. fly into Anaheim, go to Disneyland and then go to the magic. Like you just can't like, you just do your average person cannot do that. And Glenn and you're stopping in at Glendale. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Does anyone, does anyone have any idea? Please someone help us. I mean, I could start making phone calls, but I think it'd get really hairy. <gasps> oh, here's the thing. So the person who wrote this review of carousel and mentioned magic castle also reviewed the Hampton Inn and Suites. And again, the the review begins as follows. After a fun-filled evening at the Magic Castle in Los Angeles, we returned to the hotel just after midnight. No. Two mentions of the Magic Castle, but here's the thing. They stop. They stop reviewing in 2017. This is the last 
review. They reviewed 2014, 2015, 2015, 2017, and then post carousel, there's a few more, and then that's it. So like, who took them out? Did they know too much? I think so. I always do. I also worry that someone passed away when I see that. Yeah. I run into that a lot on IMDb, but like, no, I, I'm so confused by it because there's such specific locations. Also, I feel like if you're going to LA to go to the magic castle, you're probably not staying at a Hampton Inn. Mm-hmm. Cause like my only experience with the magic castle was like, we had a very good hookup to get in my ex-boyfriend and I like meaning that he was close with one of the magicians, which I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> and then like the whole thing there is that it's a very strict dress code and like the men must wear jackets. The women must wear like dresses, but you're, I think like I wasn't allowed to wear my jacket in because there was like a small, it was like a Philip Lim jacket too. It was like a beautiful jacket. I wasn't allowed to wear it in because there was like a small pocket on it or something. And you're not allowed to have visible pockets. And so I was like, okay. And then I like, we went outside to smoke a cigarette and it was like freezing cold. And so my boyfriend gave me his jacket to wear and like security came over and basically like threatened to kick us out. Oh my God. Because like, they were like, he has to wear the jacket. And he's like, my girlfriend's cold. Like, can she just wear our, her, my jacket while we're smoking? And they were like, no, you have to, you have to put your jacket back on, sir. <gasps> and it was just like, we're, we were like, we're outside. He's like, your jacket needs to be on, sir. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. It was very, it was like, he, like, I, I felt like we were close to getting manhandled at the magic castle. Wow. And this person's just going to a Hampton Inn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, if you're close with one of the magicians and that's how they're treating you, Mm -hmm. I can only imagine. I mean, listen, I don't think this person, but why the magic castle? Why? Why? I'm so confused by it. We'll keep an eye on this. Also, magic castle. And if you don't hear from us again, then you'll know what happened. It's kind of like a freak show. Like, it's kind of like a freak show environment. Like, I can't even imagine who would want to, like, go there. I, I mean, that's maybe that's just my bad attitude, but <laughs> like I am, I wasn't like, it was, I never, in, in all the years I've lived in LA, I've been to so many exclusive places that are like, you know, no one gets in here. I've been to all of them. None of them are that impressive. Like none of them. And I don't remember ever being like, Ooh, magic castle. Like if anything, I think I went mostly because I'd be like, I, I, I thought I'd maybe have fun making fun of it. Yes. Yeah. It feels like something you do is sort of in a slightly ironic way. That said, when I come to LA, I would love to go to Carousel and the Magic Castle. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't think, I don't know if I'm even welcome in the Magic Castle based off of my experience there. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about David Dobrik. Yeah. We, I mean, yeah, we have to check in with him every week, I guess. I mean, this David's always fun for me, though. I never feel bored the way I do with Pete and Kim and Kanye Mm -hmm. and Elon and Grimes. Uh, David is I mean, I'm just fascinated by him in like a way that is unique to some of these people, our recurring characters, my favorite little slut, my favorite little whore. (laughs) You posted this video here. Is David Dober quitting YouTube? Let's see. Is something you want to share with everybody? 
<laughs> sure. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Yo, you always say I don't share a lot, but I was thinking about it. I feel like I share a lot. I didn't say you don't share a lot. Oh, okay. Because you're always like open up and stuff. Oh, yeah. I think it's always good to open up. Okay. So just for context, you guys, they're in like this. David's big thing that he wanted to do after like he wanted to transition from vlogs. It was very well known that he wanted to be like the next Jimmy Fallon. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I think that so there's talks that that in the Casey Neistat documentary, he pitches a show to Netflix and you see the pitch and someone who had recapped, who had seen the documentary and recapped it on the H3 subreddit said like the important thing to know about David's pitch to Netflix, which you get to see a little of is that it's just a bad pitch. Like Mm -hmm. it's a poorly thrown together pitch. Like maybe he was a little too confident and thinking like, this is not going to be a problem. Like I've got a camera crew. I'm David Dobrik. They're going to want this. And so I think it was to do sort of a talk show style thing with views, which is funny because the guy who blinded, he blinded practically Jeff Wittick. He actually did have his barbershop show was kind of like a offbeat talk show format. And so David, like, I think probably was pitching views, but what we're looking at here is we're looking at a set that's been built in his home. That's it's, it's a pricey set. This is not cheap what they've built here. And David's there in a, he now wears these bright blue hats with smiley faces on them, which is just like propaganda 101. And then Jason Nash, this, you know, 48 year old man who's wearing a rolled up olive green khaki with large white tube socks. I mean, he's got a nice full head of hair. I will give Jason that, but yeah, this is like kind of the setup of what we're doing. Everything in the room, it's like children's books. Like David's laptop is incredibly, I'm surprised that they even went, he went with the stickers he did on his laptop because it's all very branded stuff. Like there's a little Iron yeah. Man on there. There's a minion. There's a, Stitch, I don't know. A Mario. That, yeah. So like, that's all, that all seems like, you know, antithetical to getting, to getting licensing for any of it. But, and then this strange sketch of a giraffe that. <laughs> I don't know who gave him that, but yeah. Okay. So picking back up here at 15 seconds, Joe, ask me a question. I'll be completely honest. Mm. Do you want to give up YouTube? Um, yeah, somewhat not. I don't know. I, I kind of do kind of don't. I feel like I've done it. I don't know. I don't know how to answer this in like the sweetest way possible. There's different days where I do and different days where I don't like, I'm so happy with the videos I've created and I made so many of them where I'm like, I've, completed everything i wanted to finish on youtube like i'm like really content with those videos and like that's it like i do want to put a bow on it and wrap it up and be like next next thing what else can i do can i go fishing right (laughs) whatever it is i don't know um but yeah and also i'm not in the same like mindset i was before what was was that mindset it was like full-blown fucking happiness and you couldn't penetrate it you couldn't fucking penetrate it my least favorite question is when people would come up to me and they'd go what's the real David like? Mm. And I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'd be like, this is it. Like what you're getting. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, but like the YouTube video is like, it's not all real. And I'd be like, yeah, no, neither is a fucking film or a TV show, but like the process of making it is real to me. And that's so fun. Yeah. Like the process of, 
of filming a montage at Coachella. Yes, we're not going like this the entire time at Coachella, <laughs> but like it's like filming anything. I think that's the problem. That's the real me is making that. I think that's the problem is that that can't be the real you. God, you're one of them. Like, why do I look right you, at the you, camera? You, 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 you never, um, you weren't, you don't have but, a real you. But Jay, I don't think that's fair. Why? Like, because, like, how can, how could someone ask me what the real me is? The real me is the same as the real Joe, the real now, the real Jason. The, the, the real you, it's like you were different when you were 20. You were different when you were 30. You're different now. It's, yeah. You're consistently the real you. You're just yeah. a different age with a different perspective. Like that's not fair to assume that your final form is when you're 45 and you know everything. Every step of your way is your real you. Maybe that can't be someone's reality because it's not reality. But why? Why is creating not a reality? Okay, just pausing mm. here really quickly. What is going on here? Uh, I find this incredibly insightful. I, I do too. I mean, it's, I actually find it to be pretty profound myself. I can't really place my finger on what I'm witnessing now because mm-hmm. like, I think this boy, I mean, like, God, it, it sucks because I really, I, I want to like say things like, I think he's very stunted, but he's had so much time to unstunt himself. And of course, I feel like this is a lot of this is like laying the groundwork for, I think this is laying the groundwork for him making an exit as this film probably ruins his career. Agree. I, this was the vibe I got, which was that he's getting ahead of the conversation and planting the seeds and sort of like, I mean, I think he's been he's been backing out of YouTube for some time anyway. Like the pace and the kind of ferocity of the videos has kind of been pared back and pared down, obviously, since all of the scandals. But this is like, this feels like a sort of a closing of the door gently. Yeah, and it's tough because like he's trying his best. When he said, can I go fishing? When he said that, that felt like something that you would hear a 55-year-old man who has just hit the ground running since he was 16 years old say. Mm -hmm. And it would be charming from a man like that because you're like, yeah, it's like early retirement. You deserve it. You know, like this is something you say to someone that like gave up his children's childhood, you know? And you're watching a 25-year-old say, can I go fishing? And it's like, your life has been fishing. Yeah. Like, I, it's, I, I also will say that putting out daily videos, I had to do that when I was working at Defamer and it was boot camp for my professional career. Putting out a daily video that was going to be viewed by not just like eyes, but very discerning, like Gawker, basically. Like, mm-hmm. imagine imagine putting out a, a two and a half to five minute video of yourself on Gawker every Monday through Friday for over a year. That is like, that's commitment to go and find something creative to do every day. Cause I would film them after work, but like, you know, I would, I was off my boss yelled at me once. He's like, can you stop doing so many food things? And I was like, no, this is when I have to eat dinner. Like I literally yeah. don't have any other time. <laughs> it's like, why are you always eating on camera? I'm like, cause I don't have time to eat. When else am I going to do it? And so, yeah, like part of me was just always like, you know, I, I, 
part of the reason why I have always been fascinated by David is because I know what he's doing. Like, I know how hard it is to go pull magic out of your ass. Like, especially when he was first doing it on like a shoestring budget, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know, watching as it's grown, it's like, and the fact that he can't even answer, like, who's the real David, like, I mean, I think I might've had trouble answering that, but I don't think I thought I was pulling off anything nearly as complicated. And I was always the one on camera. The one thing I've noticed a little bit about him, I, cause I watched the whole episode is that his humor is really subpar now and kind of lazy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like manic laughter in the room to compensate for the fact that he is making these sort of like lazy jokes. Whereas I feel like he used to just be much more like on the money. Mm. you know and that happens just because he's done though like he's just kind of like I think he's out of practice and I don't think that he's surrounded by the same people that he used to be right like the all the all the people in the room right now are his yes men do you think that he'll like make an official exit before the documentary drops I don't know what he's gonna do with this podcast you know Mm. because this podcast is like this is Jason's like big money maker, I think. Because mm. Jason's channel doesn't pull crazy money. And so I think that like, in a way, like when Jason's crying throughout half of this episode, <laughs> I think it's more about his paycheck than right. anything. <laughs> but what did you, what did you get from that? Like little moment? That I think that like the, the shine has been buffed off. Like he seems kind of done and I think that he seems probably the most honest I think I've ever seen him like I'm not a big watcher of him but that there, there's something disarming about how he's actually quite vulnerable in this moment I think he's just I think he might be done for a little while and I think if he's going to step away he should probably step away like properly like really truly properly step away and he will be back but I don't know I, I worry about Everyone talks about how he has this like long money, you know, and I feel like he's probably lost a lot of money in the last year. Like a lot of his deals that he was like his tequila and, you know, his his pizza place. Like, is that ever going to open like all of these sort of business dispo? Like, I'm sure he's still earning money from dispo, but, you know, I'm on all of those terrible little gossip boards and stuff. And I read someone saying that like, oh, Casey has a lot of companies with him. Like there's basically, there's no way Casey's like invested in a lot of companies with him. They must still be friends before the documentary came out. And like in reality, someone else commented, and this is the truth in reality, like you can take someone off of any board if they're a liability to the company Hell yeah. Like you can completely remove someone's involvement, their investment, everything, whether they get bought out or whether they're just voted out. Like there's actually, you know, the the idea that you're stuck with someone because you're in business with them is like not a reality. So I don't know. I want to pick up here a little bit more. Because it's not, it's not something that you can really, everybody can relate to. What does that mean? I can't relate to astronauts. But yeah. that, that's not, I'm not going to go and be like, you're not really an astronaut. Like, you can't be an astronaut. What's the real you? Are you just saying because like... It's not true. Like, the real you, for instance, um, when you had a girlfriend. Okay. Um, and when you broke up. Yeah. 
you were upset. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. And we all were. Yeah. And um And that, you need that, to get her back. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and and you know, but that didn't that wasn't in your videos. Like there's a part of reality that wasn't included. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Yeah. It's not the real oh, you. Okay. Yeah, but that's still that's like that's kind of a bit, in other words, if I watch one of your videos, it's not a 360 degree angle of me. Totally. So what, the, so that's what I'm saying is that question is valid. So it's like if I watch one of your videos and I get, you know, a, a, a fast car. OK, I get some hijinks with Ilya and I get some funny jokes with Natalie. I'm like, cool. He seems like a cool guy. And then I see you at a party. I didn't know that's what you that's what people wanted. Like, am I? <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes? that's what people want. They're like, like gosh, no shit. They want to know. The, they want to know the real you. Yeah. Well, I, I think, think people literally didn't think no shit. I think people literally just assumed that I you're watching. Yeah, that's a good point. Where the reality People don't like conceptualize the fact that like four minutes does not actually equate to a full week of time. You know, like they just see that and that's all they oh, get, I, I, you know? Yeah, I guess. I, I, okay. I, I get your argument. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get yours. But it's also like, but it's also like, who cares? <laughs> like, like. Well, they do. They asked. Well, because. Right. But, yeah. but I, I guess that's what would bother me is like, why do you care? Like, just, I don't know. Well, that's an interesting side of fame for, for sure. Like I would pay. Uh, so much money to find out what Dave Chappelle is really like because I'm crazy for him. Okay. I got to stop. This is like, I mean, he's such a Leo. <laughs> this is so frustrating to watch person. I mean, like I, I can understand why it's so frustrating to watch someone be this poor at putting their finger on what's being said to them. Right. And it's like almost like he's listening to like key words and not taking in the picture. Right. Do you think he can understand? No, I don't think he can. I don't think he would be. I think in order to do what he does, I think you need to be able to lock self-awareness away into a little chest and put a padlock on it. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I mean, you know, I don't feel bad for the guy at all in that capacity, but like. What is that to to lose the most like crucial development years of your life? Yeah. How is he going to catch up? I don't know. Maybe he'll Logan pull out. Speaking of, I sent you this and I feel like we have to, I have to share this with the audience. So on one of those shitty little gossip things that I read, I saw there was this conversation in the Logan Paul thread about Austin Wallace, our boy, Austin Wallace. Yeah. If you guys don't know who Austin Wallace is, he went viral this year for sneaking into an event and begging Logan Paul for a job, but like had no resume, no skills, like basically blew it. And then he like had a, I don't know, long public meltdown online. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So someone wrote, this was on March 6th. I work for the venue. He's having his live podcast at today. And the Austin Wallace kid that posted the TikTok crying because he asked Logan for a job, bought a ticket called us to ask if he was blacklisted. We had no idea who he was, but obviously looked him up after the call and spoke to Logan security. And he's now banned and will be arrested. If he shows up today should be interesting. Then they continue on when he was, when he originally called and asked if he was blacklisted, it didn't even specify what event he was talking about. We had to pull him. We had to pull it out of him. And even then we were like, we don't know who you are but did some research and we're like, <laughs> oh, this kid is going to start shit. And then he immediately posted a TikTok after getting off the phone with my manager saying 
his next video is planned and it's going to be in Ohio. And that was the only reason we even said anything to Logan's security. He narked on himself and then outed himself even more. And then at one point, okay, so then he go, at one point I heard my manager go, you were on Dr. Phil. And I was like, LOL, what? And indeed he went on Dr. Phil about the Logan video. The dude's just milking it. And he did end up showing up, but it was too much, but was too much of a pussy to actually try anything. He posted a TikTok in his car and he like zoomed in on our venue. He was monologuing about the only reason why he wanted to go was to tell Logan he's not a little bitch. <laughs> oh, Austin. What? Oh, he really did knock on himself. He really did narc on himself, but I'm worried about him. I didn't know he was on Dr. Phil. Did you know that? I had no idea. No, Dr. Phil's been pulling a lot of like viral people though. Recently, I saw he had that girl on the girl with Tourette's on who's like one of her tics is like, wind it up. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Then where she hits the woe. And (laughs) I mean, she's beloved because of her tics are so iconic. Yeah. I mean, he's had on like more TikTok people recently, but I haven't, I haven't seen, I missed the Dr. Phil Austin Wallace thing. I've just found it. We can put it in the show notes. Yeah. How long is it? minute video. Oh, it's 14. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be watching that after this, but yeah, you know, I can't wait to see this documentary. I absolutely can't wait. There was one clip of it floating around that's I think it's on the H3 subreddit or something, but it's like, you know, maybe a minute long clip of them. They were doing something. What's the thing when you are in the water, but like you're propelled above it because you're on some sort of like platform that shoots water jets out of the ground. That I think like, isn't Zuck a fan of that? That kind of like, not the, it's not shit. It's like hoverboarding, but it's not hoverboarding, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like he was doing that. That, that actually, by the way, that's really hard. You have to have a lot of great core strength to do that because I've had a friend who did it and it's very difficult, apparently. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why I feel so. I don't know why I feel so much for David because I do think he's like a bad. He's tried to think he's turned into a bad egg. Hmm. But it's sad to watch it happen to someone who... Well, on one hand, like brought so many people so much joy. You know what I mean? Like there was there was this like excitement that existed around him that seemed so natural when you would watch his videos, like just the way people would get was like seeing the Beatles or something. And you don't have that effect on people, especially as like a content creator, unless you're doing something that's like so much so exciting and so much bigger than yourself. Right. And to see there was always going to be a limit on what he was going to be able to do. Like it had just ramped up too much and all of his co-stars are like, you know, arguably like young alcoholics who Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit less ambitious than they should be, but like, will know that like, you know, doing some crazy thing in David's vlog will take care of their mortgage for the next, you know, few months. And yeah, I don't know. I feel bad. I feel bad, but I would love to see the documentary, but I'm, you know, by any means I'm dying to see the documentary. I have no, I mean, like, I think the thing I feel bad about is because it's like, I don't feel bad for him. It's just hard to see someone. It's hard to see someone on top and then see them all the way at the bottom. He's still not at the bottom, 
but I'm like pretty close to the goddamn bottom. And, you know, just, mm, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to watch. I don't know. I don't know. I feel I, and especially because I, I did, I think I was like rooting from him from afar. Like I'm so not in his demo, but I always love to see a kid like making their future. That's how I feel about Mr. Beast. Like I'm so happy for him, you know? I was going to say, yeah, your son, Mr. Beast. My son, Mr. Beast. Like I'm just, I could, I'm, you know, grin from ear to ear when I think about him. Cause I'm just like how magical, you know, for that boy that he fucking (laughs) hustled so hard because it is a hustle. You know, anyone who's done that kind of work knows it's a hustle. And yeah, I just, yeah. So this brings us to our last story of the day. Speaking of hustle, Caroline Calloway is now being sued for, I, I read the documents. I was trying to read the documents, but I felt rude. Cause I was at like a thing, mm-hmm. but I was like, I have to read this whole thing. Sorry. But essentially Caroline Calloway's landlord filed a lawsuit because she owes $40,000 in rent mm-hmm. and was illegally subletting out her apart uh, apartment to Rachel rabbit white. And I think things really escalated because the landlord reached out to Rachel and basically said like, Hey, like you're illegally subletting. And she sent off some profan. I mean, like the, the way that they talk, it almost seemed like the landlord is like more offended by profanity than the damage that was done <laughs> to their building. Did you notice that? Cause it's like, and then there was all this profanity in her thing. And so, I mean, I don't know if, New York state gives a shit about a profanity laden, you know, dispute, but like, I guess Rachel was so hostile when they approached her that they were just like, we have to escalate this. And because these two are shameless and they're sharing of information, there was plenty of information out there that like basically lined up. There was a, an article about it on a website that Rachel had moved into Caroline's place. Caroline herself had said that Rachel was moving in. All of her possessions were removed, which is like another legal thing that basically, you know, implies that like the, like the tenant has vacated. And I believe that it's like the total actually is coming to more like 65,000 because of damages and stuff damages. Yeah. Oh God, the, uh, it's a sidebar, but I'm not sure it is. But the the exhibits being the screenshots of of tweets and like links to TikToks, it, it just does this like visceral fear thing to me that the idea that one day some bullshit that I wrote on the internet would be entered into court evidence. Yeah, your tweets can and will be used against you in court. Oh, makes my blood run cold. Like if they needed to prove that you were like mentally unwell or nefarious or like, you know, uh, uh, a I liar. Am. <laughs> yeah. <I> am. <laughs> if they needed to prove that you're a liar, they could absolutely do that through your treat, uh, tweets or mentally unfit or whatever, which feels like such a violation, especially like in a world where like, as a, you know, as someone who's co- writes comedy, like I feel like my tweets are not ever fully transparent. Or serious. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, like, okay. So basically this article that was on patch.com seems to be the, this seems to be the 
the thing that is the big deal. So in the days after Caroline vacated the space, White chose to move out after seeing her friend's residence in the building had become an unwanted circumstance, Walker said. Walker added that he was never living there. So I think Nico Walker is the name of Rachel's husband. So Walker added that he was never living there and it just happened to be in the city for work. In terms of rent payment, Walker said that White paid $2,900 to the building ownership and sent Patch a receipt of of a text he says shows the landlord telling White where to send the check and a photo of the pay stub of the sent check. So she, she was paying more than what the rent was to begin with. But like, can we talk about the fact that like, so how does someone, how does someone not get kicked out after $40,000? Cause that's a whole year of rent. And I think it, I think the reason why her lease was probably even renewed was because of the pandemic. Right. I was thinking exactly the same thing. I don't know what the laws are. I don't know. I, I assume it, maybe it varies from what state to state as well, but I don't know if you could, you couldn't get away with having that much in arrears without somebody coming, kind of knocking your door down yeah here here certainly I don't know but you're right it is over the pandemic too and I know that there were a lot of kind of like rent forgiveness things and schemes and and bits and pieces so she also owned like the last rent controlled apartment she was renting the last rent controlled apartment in the building and Mm. you know like I think that this is like kind of what people have always wondered like and I believe that the lease was first signed like her her now deceased father had co-signed on the first lease with her back in like 2014 or something. And I, I'm just like, listen, I'm not, I'm not confused about where the money went personally. I think that like, she's quite clearly has a drug problem. I don't know how, how else she's going to get out of this. Like it's, she's going to have to probably go to rehab and declare bankruptcy and get a job at the mall yeah I think the um I think the ride may be over which is like again really sad (laughs) it is really sad I know people and and listen I I did make a joke about how like you know watch like the chronic snarkers like run to the defensive of all people landlords Mm -hmm. But I do feel badly about the condition that the building was left in. And I feel like that is, that's like a headline here. Let me see what some of the comments, because there's like 13 replies to this. Let's see. How is she allowed to stay there while owning, owing more than 18 months rent? The whole thing sounds very sketchy. I've lived in West Virginia for nearly 50 years and have never, (laughs) well, West Virginia is like, (laughs) God bless you. Oh no. Oh. The West Village, not West okay. Virginia. Yeah, I was going to say, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I find this to be very sad. There's no upside to this. We're going to be linking to the court documents so you can see them in the description of our show. You'll also be able to find the article from patch.com. But yeah, I mean, her, I noticed that Carolina deleted her TikToks, which I thought was really stupid. Oh, had she? Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because I'm, they've already been downloaded and screen recorded and reposted. And it just doesn't look good to be. It doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good to be. Yeah. But like the pictures of the vacant apartment are they're even crazier than what was posted to Instagram. Oh, 
it's really trashed. Fuck. And just the one spot of where her bed was that she painted around mm-hmm. is when you can see what the original flooring looked like, it's devastating. It's like oh, finding it's, so sad. it's like finding a fucking perfect like tomb underneath this like you know it's like this you see that just these remnants of like something that was so could have been so beautiful or probably was so beautiful like the kitchen floor there's mud everywhere like the amount of mud and dirt itself is very confusing and these half-painted cabinets Mm -mm. like I'm sorry guys like I know her dad was a hoarder I know I know that that runs mental illness runs in her family, but this is drugs. This is drugs. Like it has to be in what world is this not drugs? Which is, I, that's like the, I don't know. That's the super saddest thing because it does. She's, she's really going through something pretty intense. I think to leave, to leave something in this kind of state is like a a real reflection of someone's mental state. I think like, I don't know. Yeah. This isn't a period blood on the sheets. This is a nightmare crazy enough I actually do know what those little red things are that are filling her oven those are so I ordered I ordered vinyl floor samples in two colors and you only order one I think it was quite expensive too because I wanted to maybe I'm considering putting down vinyl like a red vinyl floor like a very chic red vinyl floor in my on the other half of my downstairs area because I ripped out the wood in well no because I tore down walls so there wasn't wood in the kitchen in my house and the other half I left sort of like natural wood because it has like a cool effect when you you know it has a cool effect of like multiple spaces in one space while all being open and I was thinking about putting down some like a red vinyl floor just like kind of like a very rich looking red and But what she has here are all samples of the same color red. And so I think she was thinking of, of putting down red vinyl flooring with all samples on her floor. Oh God. Yeah. Cause like normally it would come in like a much longer, like tile or sheet or something, but these are all samples. So I don't really know what she was thinking, but like what I'm looking at there, that's like, that's like $200 worth of vinyl flooring samples. Wow. God, I'm just looking at that patch where her bed was and that beautiful floor. Such lovely original features. I know. And then of course the bathroom still, the bathtub is still filled with bath water with daisies floating on top of it. I mean, the bathroom is like, even though it's kind of trash, this is the only place in the house. that's not devastatingly trashed. Yes. That just needs a fucking good clean basically. Now, what's going on, do you think, with the fridge? Because there's a fridge, it's all like gray with like, you know, you can see that there was some poetry magnets there. There were some stickers, like various magnets from her travels. But it's so gray that it looks like someone, I don't know, someone who I guess is, I don't know, maybe they're right. Maybe they're very naive. Someone had uh, said that they think that it was gray from candle smoke. But that's- Yeah, maybe. Don't you think that's just like smoking in the house though? No, but that's yellow. That stains yellow on ceramic. Like a kind of yellowish brown from the nicotine. That's like, that's like fire smoke. I remember when my building was on fire and there was no damage. It was like a building that had lots and lots of apartments in it. And there was no damage to my flat. I didn't think because the fire was actually quite, quite a way away from where my flat was. 
but because the doors had been open the smoke had even got in through under the doors the inside of my cabinet like there was marks on the cabinets from this kind of like light coloring of smoke that's like fire smoke there's like been a fire in there yeah what do you think happened I don't know I mean because you'd see there would be other fire damage which is the thing that's kind of sketching me out but it's because it's so the kitchen is so dirty it's really hard to tell if there was like because they can't really see under the burner if there was like a fire on the burner and it's also like it's oh it's terrifying me that there's a whole thing of like bin bags and like uh what's that paper called like paper towel yeah Uh, like paper towels like on the stove which is like I know it's not on but like no it's never safe to have on a gas stove it's never safe to leave a roll of paper towels I actually I actually thought it was really profound that that there was a whole roll neatly attached to the cabinet above the sink I was like (laughs) oh I was like oh well that's nice if you got some paper towels I mean we should be clear if you guys if you don't have time to go look at the pictures this place isn't dirty. It's filth. It's filth. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing that if CPS walked in and saw this, they would take your kids. And I know how severe something would have to be for someone. You know what I mean? People say like, oh, that's a CPS thing. No, this is a CPS thing. This is like, if there was a child in that place, they would have to take it out because it's filth. Like, mm-hmm. I think another thing that was interesting too, I mean, this is obviously just people from all over New York, like traipsing into her apartment, wearing shoes that are like, you know, kind of wet and muddy, but mm-hmm. I thought another interesting thing in the lawsuit is that this is a safe building. Like this is a secured building. It's supposed to be, and it's not safe to the other tenants in the building as long as Mm-mm. there's these strangers in there. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Cause I'm sure when they signed her, when they signed Caroline, she was, if anything, probably kind of a, like a lonely NYU student. It didn't seem like she had many friends, at least from what I remember Natalie saying. Like they were kind of both friendless losers. So I don't know you guys. Yeah. But I mean, that might be the end of Caroline Calloway in New York city. She seems to be back in Florida with her mom and her grandma. So yeah, you win, (laughs) (laughs) you guys win, but yeah, no. All right. Well, I think that was like a, a good place to end. Yes. Yeah. And I would say, keep sending in those fun embarrassing internet stories the ones that have come in so far are really funny but iconic um, yeah there's always time to submit more and we're going to do a bonus episode probably where we read a bunch of them and they are really funny so please keep them coming yes make sure you're subscribed to either our patreon or to apple our apple solid listen plus subscription you can it's so easy on apple because you just do you know your little face id and it's done Mm -hmm. But our Patreon's great too. That's where we have bonus shows from every show on the network as well. So yeah. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We adore you. You're so special to us. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Shawty that look like a double G Every girl in here 10 But it ain't no Tennessee And you might just get some money But it ain't no guarantee Double G's on the left Double G's on the right And you know I stay in Texas I don't really like to fight Like we in 2013 Shawty do it for the vine Shawty moving real well I might have to wind it down Threw the money to the center Now watch it hit the flow Now rack it up Rack, rack, rack it up King, back it up Back, back, back it up King, stack it up Stack, stack
that, stack it up. She said, where you at? Say I'm Marcus down in Texas. And if I drop a pen, best believe that she on the Thought way. She was important, but I'm moving right about the I'm way. Delta cheese tonight. Told the baby I got cheese tonight. Get a scholarship. I ain't smoking on no TAC, low tolerance. All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow. Like they tell her. Shout out TurboTax, tax refund. What's another? Back like to quarterback at recess. No rush. And you gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission. No rush. This ain't UT, white shirt, orange like a pump. Mama call me, ask me how college is. I said, bus. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.